Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast, and this is your host, Nate Bailey. Today, before we get into this episode today with our guest from just outside of Los Angeles, uh, go to my website, natebaileyspeaks.com, to check out more on the podcast and past episodes that we've had and guests that we've had inside of this incredible podcast, as well as other um, information on my coaching programs coming up, our five-day challenge, Unleash the Leader Within, along with our 24-hour championship leadership experience as well. So. Today's guest, Asim Giri, like I said, just outside of uh, Los Angeles, and he has a podcast, The Achieve Podcast, and so I, I recommend that you go check him out, and uh, uh, incredible podcast. I had the opportunity to, to be a guest on his as well, so coming out here in the near future, depending on when you are listening to this, but Asim, it was a, it was a great conversation we had today. Got to learn about his journey, his paths, uh, some some personal times that he went through, challenges that really uh, brought some great perspective to him in his life, which I think it's important for uh, business owners, entrepreneurs to to hear stories like this to really put life into perspective, and and also just the path that he's been on since then. So, with that, uh, introduce you to Asim Giri. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast. We've got Asim Giri from Los Angeles here with us today. Uh, welcome, Asim. Thank you so much for taking some time to be here. Nate, it's great to be here with you. First question I'd like to ask to, to kick off the conversation is Championship Leadership is the name of the podcast. What comes to mind for you or what does that mean to you when you hear Championship Leadership? For starters, great name. I really Thank do you. love it. Um, so I'm actually a big soccer fan. I follow the European leagues. Okay. And uh, when I first saw the name of your podcast, I thought of Champions League, if you're yeah. familiar with it. It's yeah. basically, so as you know, the top three to four teams in each country face each other the following year in the Champions League. So kind of determine who's uh, the kings of Europe. Mm-hmm. And so that uh, sense of it being elite are like the best leaders among the leaders uh, is what comes to mind with uh, the name of your podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. 
maybe you could just tell us a little bit more about yourself for the listeners and who you are, what, you know, what's the path that you've been on in life and kind of, and take us to, you know, to today and what you're up to today. Happily, Nate, it's been a bit windy. Um, <laughs> so uh, I was actually born in Germany to parents of Indian origin. And when I was young, we migrated to the States, uh, came to the East Coast, kind of uh, like a 90 minute drive to, uh, to New York and the various okay. places we lived. So that was a bit of the epicenter. Yeah. So it was like Central Jersey. And then uh, I did high school in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, college in Philadelphia. Um, from there, lived in New York itself kind of started a very traditional path to my career. I did investment banking on Wall Street with a firm called Solomon Brothers back in the day. Uh, it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. It's a part of uh, Citigroup lore. And then uh, moved into private equity, which was uh, kind of a career goal of mine at that time. Came out to California. Um, the fund I joined when I moved to LA, I uh, worked my way up to partner, grew that uh, office from two professionals to uh, 12 or 13. Uh, but I always had this entrepreneurial spirit, and so I left to launch my own fund, which um, uh, took a lot of effort, um, a lot of time fundraising. I, I spent like a year and a half uh, doing that. And uh, you do it with this mentality of you're, you're going to raise a number of funds. Uh, I was 28 at the time, and I'm like, okay, by the time I'm 45, I'll have seven funds and like over a billion dollars under management. And the first one was uh, 125 launched that, had uh, three portfolio companies, and then life threw me a curveball. Uh, my son, who's now 12, uh, when he was two and a half, he was diagnosed with a rare blood disease called severe aplastic anemia. And Nate, it was the clearest decision I ever made. I basically dropped everything I, did, I was doing and I focused on him. Mm -hmm. So uh, three portfolio companies at the time, I sold two, shuttered the third, and uh, gave all my attention to, uh, to my son. I figured can always manage money later, but uh, I got one shot at saving my boy. And yeah. so um, thankfully, um, he's, he's cured. He's still with us, that which is a miracle. We went through two bone marrow transplants to get him there. Um, one of them was in Los Angeles. The other we had to uh, relocate to D.C. for nine months uh, in order to do it at the National Institutes of Health. Yeah, the fact that he's cured is the most amazing thing. And at wow. the same time, Nate, I lost my mom to lung cancer. Hmm. So uh, health and wellness became really meaningful to me. I didn't want to go back to running a fund. It always sounds very glamorous, but you have a boss. Your boss are your investors. Yeah. And you basically are in service of them. So I became an entrepreneur, um, started uh, basically three health and wellness companies, founded and sold them. That was a great experience. Um, got really interested. I, actually. I've had a lifelong passion for art, but it was really after the sale of those companies that I got more actively involved. And so I'm involved with some art um, startups, art businesses as well, as in addition to being a passionate collector. But wellness is still very interesting for me. Uh, I also am a big fan of uh, sharing stories of people's journeys. And so uh, I myself have a podcast as well, where uh, I like to share about uh, uh, people's stories and what brought them to where they are. So I appreciate the opportunity to share mine. Yeah, absolutely. Well, tell me a little bit more. So uh, three health and wellness companies, does that, is that kind of sparked by uh, the illness that your son had and uh, just realizing that importance? I, I know for me, like that's a big, your physicality, your fitness, your health is number one in my mind. And it, it absolutely drives all the other areas of your life. Um, yeah, so absolutely. I valued life in a new way, Nate, at mm -hmm. that point. And so, um, yeah, I wanted to do something that was in service of that. Yeah. 
What uh, types of companies were they? So the first uh, company was a, uh, uh, it was a yoga mat business and our innovation was using recycled rubber tires for yoga oh, cool. mats. Yeah. And um, so I grew that business, that got sold. Realize that uh, most of the money to be made in yoga is on the apparel side. And so I teamed up with <laughs> yeah. uh, two founders who had started an apparel brand in Australia and then brought it to the U.S. So we grew that business. There was also a sale there. Um, then I had a skincare ingredients business, uh, which I eventually sold as well. Okay. Okay. Great. And then into art. What's it, uh, yeah. Tell me about that. Lifelong passion um, yeah. that uh, didn't really have uh, the time uh, to, to get into it as much as I would have liked. But Are you um, an artistic guy or do you just appreciate and love art? Complete appreciator, much like yeah. uh, soccer. Uh, spectator yeah. is my favorite position. Yeah. Um, so, and same with art. You know, I have yeah. no ability, but uh, I appreciate it. And I love the conversations I get to have with artists and understanding their motivation, what brings them to the canvas. And, and those conversations are just, uh, they go so well and yeah. uh, I really enjoy it. So that sparks my, my passion for it. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Who are some of the championship leaders that, that have impacted you in your life? And, you know, it's always, it's just always less about like who they are, but more about what is it about them, the characteristics that they've had that really stood out to you that, that you've probably also taken some, some of those to help mold who you are as a leader. Wow. That's a great question. So much of it is their behavior towards others. And I think probably what impresses me the most is sacrificing for an idea or an ideal that is bigger than you yourself. That always moves me. And because there's so many examples uh, of that, political leaders, military leaders, uh, that, that really that, that come to mind. And also the respect and dignity that you afford another um, like in the instance of the first case, I think of Nelson Mandela, who had this great comment that uh, when everything goes well, a true leader gives credit to his entire team. When everything goes badly, a good leader takes all the responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. And so again, yeah. So something bigger than you. And then I, I, I like to read a lot of history. And so I think of when Alexander the Great was doing his trek through the Middle East and uh, Persia and uh it was present day Afghanistan. Uh, he gets into, uh, he goes through the Hindu Kush and he gets to India and he is battling this uh, king in, in what uh, is an area called Punjab. He defeats the king and as the king's lying on the floor, Alexander the Great asks him, what is it that you want? And the king says, to be treated like a king. And Alexander says to him, that I will do for my own satisfaction. <laughs> So again, just uh, dignity, even in, you know, you've defeated this guy, you could chop his head off, but you treat him with respect. Uh, and that, so it's just that uh, responsible use of power is always very impressive. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And um, if you're listening to this, depending on when, right, we're June of 2020, which has been an incredible year. And uh, right. I think now more than ever, we need more leaders like that yeah. to step up, to help, to unify, to to keep us moving forward, to get out of these. It's just, uh, you know, there's a lot being thrown at our leaders right now. And uh, a lot of people have high expectations, sometimes a little bit unrealistic, maybe just like, it's easy to, to say how someone should lead during certain times. It's another thing to be in that place and to uh, try and figure it out, right? With what yeah. we got going on in, in our world right now. So, um, but yeah, I mean, great leaders are always needed, but 
uh, more so in times of chaos, I guess you'd say. Yeah. You know, well said. Someone said something about like Winston, Winston Churchill was made, like if there wasn't a world war two that like he would have maybe ended up working at Walmart or something like that. Right. Like, cause he was made for that time and he That's stepped right. up and was able to show his greatness during that time. So yeah. Crises call for leadership because we yeah. want someone to assure us that um, things will get better and that they're doing the right things. And so, uh, yeah, it's sorely needed right now. Yeah. Well, what's the vision? You, you've done a lot. You've been down many paths. Uh, what's, what's the vision for you or the impact that you want to make maybe even just in, uh, in the short term future here, maybe, you know, just even in the next five years. So um, I feel very lucky that I can do stuff that I really like. <laughs> I'm yeah. fortunate that way. Absolutely. So, uh, I have another wellness project. Uh, a good friend of mine of 20 years approached me and said, let's do this. Um, it's actually a virtual reality meditation experience. It's for all our friends who say they would love to meditate. They just don't know how. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm Which like, is would... almost all of them, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> like we've got to find a solution. So now yeah. I can just say, go to the movies, put this headset, yeah. on, just submit to the experience. Yeah. So that's a lot of fun. Okay. Um, Very cool. I really am finding a great deal of joy, Nate, in these uh, podcast interviews. And, and, and it's in some ways, it's the reward is that it's in the service of others and, and getting their story out there. And not only getting their story out there, but also the inspiration that it gives others, uh, that they'll hear it and maybe feel like, oh, you know what, I think I can do that too. Um, and especially in a time like now, I mean, I, I focus a lot on entrepreneurs. And there's a lot of stories of hardship and obstacles that they've overcome. And so when I think about the unemployment figures today, like maybe some of those uh, should start their own businesses. Maybe there's a wave of possibility there and they can control their own destiny somewhat. And as we know, it's, it's very intimidating, very challenging to go do that. Uh, you're yeah. an entrepreneur yourself, so you've lived yeah. that. Right. Um, so if there's some inspiration, um, that could be interesting. So I'm, I'm enjoying that space and seeing where it goes. Maybe there's more panels or webinars or in the future. Let's see. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it isn't, you know, it's again, back to, to the times we're in, it's, it's almost in a way an opportunity for many that to be able to go and, and make that leap that prop that never would otherwise, because of the, the safety or the security that they had yeah. and COVID has definitely, you know, forced some to maybe have the opportunity if they can see the opportunity and it's time to go do that. Exactly. This is a question, this is kind of my favorite question to ask at this critical moment or turning point. I know you most likely had a significant one that you've already talked about with your son. But yeah, that had you not made that, the decision that you did, you, you would be in a very different place in your life. Is there another example that comes to mind for you that you could share? I think that it always gives power to people that are in those, dis, uh, dis, those defining moments themselves to have the courage to go and and take the direction uh that that they really feel pulled to but are having difficulty doing right yeah yeah you know another such turning point happened very early for me um this is going to come as a big surprise nate but uh when i went to college my parents wanted me to become a physician <laughs> i <laughs> no know way. it's shocking yes <laughs> um so I, I was really in that track and uh i won this fellowship to go to oxford uh, a few months and uh, where I just was doing straight research and that was mm -hmm. the kind of the big plan. And um, I hated every moment of it. Mm -hmm. I was like, gosh, this is just not for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
to coming back, telling my parents that um, I wasn't going to go into medicine. I was thinking about finance was yeah. very challenging. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we've ever really recovered from that, that rift. Um, although I did have a very a wonderful reconciliation with my mom, of course, uh, before she passed. But yeah, you know, when, when you are staring at something that is just so obvious, but you're holding on to it, you're going counter to yourself. That's kind of the worst position to be in. So yeah. it, it, it's, it's very hard to live a life for someone else. Yes. Um, you got to yeah. live it for yourself. And if you're feeling that pull, you just got to, you know, there's always uncertainty. What's that going to be like? Oh my God, what, what's going to happen to me? But if you're following what's inside you, then you'll figure it out. Yeah, I love it. That's, that's a great example because I think there are many that like deep down, they know they wish they had the courage. They know what they would rather, rather be doing. And they just, uh, for whatever reason, many are able, never able to, to pull that trigger. And, and, uh, you know, that just sends in regret later on in life. And that's a big thing that I, uh, you know, I, I hope that I live a life to where I really have very little regret looking back. So that's the best life to live. Yeah. Yeah. Best favor we can do for ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great way of, of putting it for sure. As we start to wrap this up, what, if there were one or two things that you could share with the listeners that if they were to implement today, it would help them move their life forward today, what would those be? Wow. Very good question. I think, uh, forgive yourself. Don't beat yeah. yourself up. If you've made mistakes or you find yourself in a place that you're unhappy with, don't don't go down this path of like oh i screwed it up um i'm not able to do anything i'm not capable just forgive yourself and and kind of try and march forward the other thing is uh don't discount your own health uh and wellness Uh, it's uh we take it for granted we push 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 and uh it'll catch up to you and um you know the body will tell you through illness that you've push too hard and that's too late. Uh, you want to, you, you want to address it much sooner. So, uh, you know, eat well, get ex- to the exercise, um, get sleep. I mean, I, this is a common theme, but people don't, I, I have enough friends of a sample set to see that not everyone's using that <laughs> or yeah. making those changes. Yeah. So that's what I would offer up. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's perfect. We, you know, on the health side, right. It's, you know, because it is such a, like it's just an accumulation of a, a long period of time and not doing, making the right choices. You don't see the effects right away and then before, until it's too late, right? So that's a tough one for people to, but I mean, it's like, I guess all you have to do is, is look at older population, older family members and take your cue for, from them because it is so important. But the other piece that you said is, uh, what was the first one again? I'm, uh, to forgiveness, forgiveness, kind to yourself. It makes most, so much sense when you say that, but like, how do you do that? Cause I think that's, the, that's, that's tougher for people is like, yeah, okay. That's, that sounds cool. sounds like a great answer. Yes. To forgive yourself, but many struggle with actually doing that. Right. How, yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's a matter way. of thinking about, you know, gosh, who, uh, are you happy with where you are in life? And if you're not like what led to that? And, you know, part of it is also assuming responsibility of the role that you played. It's not just everybody else. Yeah. Um, but then it's to say, you know what? It's okay. I should have gone in one direction. I went in another. Should have worked harder. I didn't. The only things you can change is what you do from here on out. It's not, you can't go back and change the past. So just forgive yourself and say, you know what? I partied maybe too hard. It's okay. Going yeah. forward, 
this is really what I want for myself. This is a life I envision. I'm going to make the changes and, and just plow ahead. Yeah, I hear you saying basically just like, hey, there's nothing we can do about what the choices we made in the past and just uh, use it to learn, to launch you exactly. forward. Yeah, exactly. thank you. What are a few ways we can, uh, you know, follow you on social media and see what you're up to and you get uh, the podcast that I'm lucky enough to be a guest on here soon. So yeah, absolutely. It's going to be great to have you on. Um, so yeah, uh, the name of the podcast is Achieve. And um, so our website is achievepodcast.com. And, um, you know, we do a lot on, on LinkedIn. That's been kind of our social media outlet of choice. Um, and so uh, you, know, you can reach out to me and uh, connect that way. And then uh, you'll see a lot of the postings. Um, and, we, you know, we have a presence on Instagram and um, Facebook. But um, it, I think because of the audience, we're targeting entrepreneurs and professionals. LinkedIn seems to be the most uh, conducive to, to, yeah. to the audience we'll right. really like to build. I love it. Yeah, we'll definitely get that linked up and definitely uh, give a seam and achieve podcast a, a listen. So I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to be here. It's been uh, a very, very good, great conversation. I really enjoyed it, Nate. Thanks again for having me. You bet. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I miss my life, miss my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. When I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't alright. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage it's never been better than this and we got three kids that's who i do it for i'm gonna be a leader i'ma lead the way cause i'm a firm believer we can do anything we want if i said it then i meant it i probably already did it consider it done if you need some inspiration you should play this championship leadership podcast hey baby